Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Adam Berry, who covers the Pirates for MLB.com. And Adam, we have a bit of breaking news today. It appears that you and Cole Tucker both saw the play Hamilton this week. What are the odds of that happening? I just want to say that we did not see it together, despite how that may (laughs) have sounded right there. I went with my wife. I don't know who Cole Tucker went with, and I don't know if he went in Pittsburgh or not. Uh, But Hamilton has been in Pittsburgh this month, and I went to see it for the first time uh, with my wife for our third anniversary, and we really enjoyed it. Uh, It was great. Like I told you (laughs) off air, we went in kind of blind, like we didn't listen to the soundtrack or anything before. So we really got to appreciate it. And uh, now my wife is requesting that I download the soundtrack for her. Uh So I guess she liked it too. Naturally, naturally. Yeah, I believe uh, Mr. Tucker told me that he had seen it four times now, so he's got us all beat combined. Um, So he's a fan. We both know he's a fan of music and whatnot, but I just thought that it was really funny that I saw you went to Hamilton. You told me you went to Hamilton, and then I saw that he had a Hamilton uh, playbook as well. So uh, it must be Hamilton season. It must be. It definitely is in Pittsburgh. So that'll give us something to talk about at Pirates Fest on Saturday, I guess, as if we wouldn't have a lot to talk about anyway. That'll just be one more thing, an icebreaker. That's right. That's right. I love it. And it's true. We don't have we don't have any breaking news per se, but we do have a couple of newsy things that we can talk about because you are furiously writing um, around the horns because we got to check out who's going to be where. And people love to kind of, um, you know, hypothesize. That's a word, right? Hypothesize. Uh, where these guys are going to be positioned. So we're going to start with second base today. I know we've we've hit a couple of positions, but let's start with second base today. Um, people want to know about Adam Frazier. They want to know about this guy and if he can he can be an everyday player. And you you kind of uh, went into you know what it would take for him and if he is going to be the guy. So what do you feel like is most encouraging? about Adam Frazier getting an everyday role at second base. Yeah, most encouraging is definitely the offensive potential that he brings. I think it was two years ago that David Fries said that if Adam Frazier plays every day, he's going to win a batting title eventually. He is that kind of hitter and he has that kind of potential, you know, to get on base and put the ball in play. And eventually, you know, he's going to have a season where he hits 300. Um, You know, you saw last season, even with, a really rough first half. He wound up hitting 277 with 342 on base percentage. Those are pretty good numbers, especially at second base. You know, and I think if he plays every day, you're going to see those numbers ideally play out. You know, and potentially represent an upgrade over Josh Harrison, who you know, as good as he's been at times, he was so good in 2014. I don't think people necessarily appreciated it. And then he was an All Star in 2017. Uh, or sorry, yeah, 2017. And then I think it's been a little bit of a downgrade. You know, he struggled last season with injuries. I don't know if he ever fully recovered from all the, the pitches he took off of his hand. I think that affected him as a hitter. And his defensive numbers weren't as good last season. So when the Pirates talk about contending this year, they're betting on a lot of internal upgrades and a lot of internal improvement. And second base is the position where you could realistically see that happening if Frazier is able to carry over the success he had as a part-time player into a full-time role. There are going to be a ton of questions about his defense, and really the only thing he can do to get rid of those and, and answer them is by playing well, which he did you know, in a limited sense down the stretch last season when he got a little more, more playing time. 
I thought it was so interesting, Adam, you wrote about this, that this will be his third uh, straight opening day start at a different position. Yeah, that's kind of something we forget about here, just because it feels like, you know, he's been around for a while, but he's been a bench guy. And then, you know, you look back in 2017 when the Pirates opened at Fenway Park and they had this realigned outfield, you know, where Starling Marte was in center, Andrew McCutcheon was in right. And I think we all remember Gregory Polanco in left field, but he wasn't the opening day left fielder because he had a shoulder injury. Adam Frazier was the opening day left fielder. So then last year, you know, they're back at an American League park in Detroit. They needed the, uh, needed a designated hitter and a leadoff man. So it was Adam Frazier. So he's going to enter this season with a chance to have his third straight opening day start at a third different position, assuming everything goes according to plan, because The one thing about second base is that they do have a number of candidates capable of playing that spot behind him. So if something were to happen to Lonnie Chisenhall or Corey Dickerson and the Pirates don't necessarily have a clear fourth outfielder, maybe they still try to move Frazier around a little bit. And, you know, I think that goes counter to what they want to do with him, but they might have to, you know, if their hand is forced, move him back around in kind of that super utility role because they do have... Kevin Kramer and Pablo Reyes and maybe Eric Gonzalez and Kevin Newman and some other guys who are capable of playing second base if need be. Yeah, I'm excited to see where that one lands. But Adam Frazier, I think, you know, Josh Harrison, and then we had Neil Walker, and and now you've got Adam Frazier. I think it's his time to shine, get him the consistency that could really help him not earn the spot, but just be like, listen, I can play the spot every day. It's helpful when I get to play it every single day. Um, So I I think I'm excited about Adam Frazier kind of taking over in that position. And then we move uh, across the diamond to the hot corner. And this one is is exciting, Adam, and you wrote about this as well on pirates.com. So we don't want to give everything away that you wrote about, but what I find most interesting about this, Colin Moran and Jung Ho Gong, uh, is that Jung Ho Gong has basically not played pro baseball in two years. And now he's, he has the chance. He just got an extension on his work visa. He has the chance to earn the starting spot. Yeah, he's going to come into spring training as the way that I've, I'm phrasing it in the, the story is as a wild card. We don't know what he's going to be. If he looks like the guy that he was from you know 2015 to 2016 when he played for the Pirates, He's going to be the everyday third baseman because he's he's has a higher ceiling than Colin Moran. But if he comes in and he looks rusty, I don't know, is he a platoon player? Is he just a bench player? His defensive options are limited. He's kind of stuck at third base. So it's not a super valuable player on the bench if he's not hitting. And if he's hitting, he's going to be in starting lineup. So there's going to be a lot to watch with Jung Ho Gung because really you talk about, again, internal improvement and someone who could – make the lineup that much more effective and be that power bat that they've been missing these last couple of years. And it's gone. And that's what they were counting on, you know, since this absence began. And they finally moved on last offseason when they got Colin Moran in the Garrett Cole trade to be the third baseman going forward. And now all of a sudden, Jung Hogan is back. So it's going to be really interesting to watch that play out because it's not like they've given up on Colin Moran. They still believe in the guy. You know, he hit for a decent average last year. He got on base. His defense left something to be desired. He, once again, just, you know, kind of like Josh Bell, didn't have the power that you're looking for at a third base. He made a a change in September that was pretty encouraging, kind of the same thing that got Gregory Polanco on track in the middle of the season. So if that's something he can build off of, you know, going into his second full season, then they might actually have two potentially 
you know, above average options at third base. And I think that is a position, again, where you're talking about how can they get better despite basically not spending a lot of money this offseason. And it's going to be internal improvement. And that's Adam Frazier at second base. And that's either Colin Moran or Jung Hogung or both taking a, you know, a step forward or in Gung's case, a step back or, you know, a step back to where he was at third base this season. Yeah. And I mean, I, like you said, that one, that one's going to be a decide at spring training type thing. And I, I love position battles. That's my favorite thing when it comes to spring training, our position battles. Now, I don't really feel like Colin Moran is an underdog per se, um, I, I think, it, like you said, it almost more depends on Jung Ho Gong, if, for, if anything. Um, so I guess Colin Moran may be thinking, like, you know, hopefully I get the chance, but maybe he wants his teammate to do well. We don't really know in those situations. That's got to be kind of tough um, for, for him to be in that situation. But that one is going to be interesting. Yeah, it's interesting Go because ahead. Moran came in, you know, in that trade – having been blocked in Houston by Alex Bregman and all those guys that, that the Astros have. And he finally got that everyday opportunity, but then he didn't necessarily play to a level that he deserved the everyday opportunity. And David Freeze got a lot of reps at third base. And now, you know, but David Freeze was not going to be an everyday player. So Moran was going to play regularly. And now all of a sudden, you know, back comes Jung Ho Gong, a person who legitimately does have that potential to be an above average everyday third baseman. And, now Moran kind of has to prove himself, but if, you know, it's kind of out of his control because if Gong, you know, does what he's capable of, then the Pirates are probably going to give him that chance to play every day at third. So that, that I do like a good position battle, especially for a starting spot. Like we spend way too much in time, way too much time in spring training, like worried about who's going to be the 25th man and the seventh reliever. But like, this is kind of fun to watch because you're going to see them go about that decision-making process in spring training. And, you know, it's actually going to matter and have an impact on the everyday lineup and the opening day lineup. And that's fun. That's what people like yeah. to hear about in spring training. Yeah, they're going to be playing at, at top level, knowing that everything they do and every move they make will be watched in, in the best way, of course. But they've got to fight for something. And sometimes we miss that, I think, in the, the monotonies of baseball. We miss that that excitement so that one is going to be good and the so we've adam we've talked about um catcher first base now we've got second and third and we're saving shortstop you're saving shortstop for pirates fest after this weekend because you're you're thinking things will be a little more clear after this weekend i'm just hoping that you know we're going to get another chance to talk to clint hurdle on saturday at pirates fest neil huntington and frank coonley are going to do their annual ask pirates management q a with fans which is always a humdinger and a good time when fans start asking <laughs> questions uh, to management and then yeah. you know, i think we're actually going to get the chance too to talk to eric gonzalez which will be my first time uh, to being able to interview him and talk to him about the opportunity and I think Kevin Newman's going to be there as well. So we're just going to get a chance to talk to basically all of the involved parties. And I, I just wanted to put that one off since the position is so uncertain to next week when we have a little bit more perspective. Uh, you know, maybe the market, uh, free agency and trade market will have unfolded a little more by next week. Fingers crossed. We've been saying that for several months now. Um, so basically <laughs> just putting that one off and, and kind of waiting to see and talk to everybody and you know, see if the Pirates commit to those guys or commit to one of those guys or commit to a mix of those guys, just kind of letting that one play out a little bit. And we'll revisit that one next week. I saw the list of people we're going to talk to at Pirates Fest, and it's like a book. So we're going to have plenty to oh. talk about next week. 
hopefully after Fabulous. literally eight hours of interviews we have lined up uh, on Saturday. Oh my gosh. Do you think we'll have an eight hour podcast? Probably not. That would, that would be a little bit too much and you know, got other you things think? to do. Oh, okay. All right. I don't, but that's all right. Whatever you want to do, I'll do that's that. That's true. You're the busy one. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. So, all right. So we're covering the bases, literally. Uh, no pun intended there. And shortstop coming after Pirates Fest. Can you give me those details on Pirates Fest one more time? Yeah, there's, it's Saturday. I think the season ticket holder event starts at 9, and then I believe it's open uh, for the public at noon. It's at PNC Park. It's going to be cold, dress warm. A lot of the, the events are inside, obviously, but, you know, you got to park and walk through the ballpark and everything, so... Dress warm and show up, and there's autographs and Q and A sessions and a whole lot of stuff going on. So uh, the list of players going is pretty impressive. You know, there are a couple who can't because they've got their own individual charity events going on. Trevor Williams out in Phoenix, Chris Archer down in North Carolina. So still a lot of guys and a lot of the you know the stars of the team who are expected to be there. So it should be interesting to hear from them, and I think. You know, they're excited to get in Pittsburgh and feel like baseball season's pretty close. Yeah, it's right there. And if, if you're just catching up, you're just coming back into the baseball hemisphere, uh, pirates.com is where you need to go to catch yourself up. Adam has been um, – has been Adam's got your back is what I'm trying to say. Adam's got your back. So check out those articles, pirates.com. Adam Barry, I appreciate your time as always. Mm-hmm. You as well. All right, with my friend Adam, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Mm-hmm.